Hi love and welcome to Lovely with Lana. I'm Lana, your podcast host, here to talk about all things Pilates, wellness, fashion, lifestyle, and of course, it has to be pink. Well, not all the time, but most of the time at least. I hope that you absolutely love this episode and let's get right into it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy that you decided to click on and listen in. If you are new, an extra special welcome to you. Whether or not you found me through social media, scrolling through Spotify or Apple, or just randomly somehow found me, I'm happy that you're here. You're in the right place at the right time. If you're returning, as always, hugs and kisses. I'm so proud of this little wellness princess community growing and becoming the best versions of ourselves. Be sure to follow this podcast, give it a rating or a review. I promise it only takes a second. And also be sure to follow all of my socials, which are linked down in the link tree in the show description. You can find literally everything there, but I'm most active on Instagram. All right, so let's set the mood. It is currently around 7 p.m. on a Saturday, and if you notice, there's kind of a big difference in my energy and my mood. It's because I have been like on work mode since literally Monday. I worked Monday through Friday at my internship, and sometimes after my internship, I go to my second job. And so today, I was working all day at my second job, and so I'm really tired. So I'm sorry if I'm feeling a little bit like not as high energy as normal. I'm just feeling quite exhausted. However, I really wanted to put out this podcast episode because I know that it's going to help me, and it's going to help so many other girls like you get ready for the squeer. So yes, it's 7 p.m. I just had dinner and yeah, I had a whole big day at work and then now I'm here and probably afterwards I'll take a hot girl walk and go to bed quite early because again, I am tired. A high and a low of the week. So a high this week is that I started redecorating my room. I think I haven't been able to redecorate my room since 2019. So that has been a really long time. And the deal was with my family that since I am living at home and I don't have a dorm, I get to redecorate my room just like I would be able to decorate a dorm. And so right now I'm recording from my brand new desk. It can actually be a standing desk, but I'm sitting down right now because I don't know. I don't want to stand and record the podcast. I feel like that'd be a little weird, but I'm really excited for this new desk. And I literally spent like so much money getting cute new wall decor. And I'm just so excited to make this room really represent me and who I am because I feel like this room, okay, 2019 me was really smart in a sense of she made my room go from like a child room to a very minimalist, clean gray room. But it's kind of making me sad just to like walk in my room all the time and it just be literally one color which is gray so I'm gonna add lots of pink um not like repaint the walls but you know pink accents around my room just to make it a little brighter a low of this week is I felt really that I don't know I feel like I need to redirect and pivot. So if you listen to last week's episode, I started 75 day hard and that has been great. I've been doing it for two weeks. However, I noticed, and again, remember how in the episode I said, I'm watching my relationship with food. I noticed my relationship with food starting to go down. And I think a big part of that was because I was more aware of like everything processed to the point where like I was avoiding all types of processed food. And just knowing me and knowing that I can go into that all or nothing mentality, I had to really look at 
you know, this is a challenge I'm going to continue doing, but how can I not make it extreme? And that means within my meal plan, start incorporating slightly like healthy, but somewhat processed food. Like I love Simple Mills crackers or dark chocolate. Like those things are processed. But, you know, if I like cut out all processed food or go like to extremes, I find that I tend to overeat or not have a great relationship with food. So that is something I'm going to work on this coming week is just making sure that I am nurturing a healthy relationship with food, even though I'm trying to do this challenge. I know that the 75 day hard challenge is supposed to be like all or nothing, like big diet. But like for me, I I have a meal plan and I'm going to stick to it. Um, However, within that meal plan, I will add in more, um, you know, not more, but like one processed treat or two processed treats throughout the day, because then it'll help me not like really fall into those all or nothing patterns. And I think knowing yourself through any dietary or lifestyle changes is super important. So I know myself and I know what will help make sure that I have a good relationship with food instead of constantly going back and forth into a cycle that I know very well. All right. So the school year is really coming up and I am such a schoolgirl. I absolutely love going to school. I love the classes. I love being challenged. I love academic validation. And I am not like making anything up. I feel like I'm very qualified to talk about how to get your 4.0 GPA, which if you are in the US, you know, that's like all A's. If you are in other parts of the world, so you don't have a GPA. So GPA stands for grade point average. And a 4.0 is about the highest you can get. 4.0 out of 4.0. It's like you have all A's in your class. You have, um, I know in Europe, sometimes they do a scale one to five. So fives would be an A and one would be an F. So, or, you know, I don't know exactly all the grading scales of the world, but pretty much hundred percent. Okay. We got like a hundred out of a hundred percent. So I'm a double major. Um, I study data and computer science and at the college level, by the way. And I am, you know, just like I've done well my entire life. I've had a 4.0 since grades started to matter, since we started getting graded for homework and exams and things like that. So yeah, and I've also been able to balance school and work and clubs and activities. And like, so I know what it's like to have to balance everything, get good grades, understand everything, and ultimately become the best version of yourself throughout the school year. And so I want to help you. So whether or not you are listening to me you know, during the school year, um, because most of these tips will actually be applicable to anyone during their school year. But before the school year, I will have a couple of tips in the beginning. Better ways to prepare for your 4.0 studious girl school year. All right, so I'm going to give 10 tips and the first three are going to be more focused towards like the beginning of the school year. So things to do right before the school year starts. And then the last seven will be during the school year. So tip number one is plan and organize your classes, clubs, your job, all of the things you have to do on a high level. So before you even step into your first day of school, you need to at least know your class schedule, your professor, maybe what books or, you know, what special equipment do you need for a certain class, get all of the basics done. And on top of that, do some research, whether or not you're, you know, going into a new school or not about the clubs, activities, and responsibilities you have to do. Knowing just a rough outline of your entire schedule will significantly help you, you know, make better decisions, especially the first few weeks when, you know, you're making a lot of friends, you want to go hang out with all of them. When you have a high level schedule of, okay, I'm in classes between these times and I have work 
or I have a club activity or I have, you know, soccer practice or whatever you have, if you have a high level overview of your schedule, then you're better able to be, you know, responsive to when friends are like, do you want to hang out this week? You can say, yes, I'm free Wednesday afternoon because you already have that high level, you know, preparation for your schedule. And I think, you know, having this little high level schedule of your when your classes are and what things you need and clubs and activities will just help you ease into the first week of the school year because the first week of the school year can get really stressful with a lot of um, new faces you have to you know remember your teachers names get to class on time so just having this you know plan and organization right before the school year starts where at least you know where to go during certain times of the day can really help Number two is, of course, purchase new school supplies and stationery. So I actually this year did not purchase any new school supplies because I stocked up so much last year that I literally don't need any more. However, I find that school supply shopping gets me so excited for the school year. So, you know, if there are a couple of things that you don't have or perhaps you don't have the cute things you like. I, for example, love pink ballpoint pens. I love glitter highlighters and I love all my notebooks to be pink. If you want to have like cutesy school supplies and you don't have that, you maybe go to Walmart or Target or a store near you and get a couple of those cute pieces. You don't need to get everything all at once. You don't need to blow a ton of money, but just things like notebooks and pencils and pens, things you use a lot can definitely help. And I find that when I'm studying with cute things, I'm more inclined to do better. Number three is meet people before the school year. You might be wondering, how can I meet people before the school year? A lot of schools, especially colleges or if you're going to a high school, they have orientations where you're getting involved with people your age in your class and you know, you're getting a tour of the school, you're starting to meet people. So really take advantage of those opportunities, even if you're a little outside of your comfort zone and you're not super comfortable going into that. I also think if you get plugged into clubs really early on, even the first week of school, you can continue meeting people and just having a couple of people whether you met them through like orientation or a club or maybe even a class, like your first or second day of class, you know, that's someone to study with, that's someone to have lunch with, that's someone to build a connection with. School is a lot more fun when you're willing and open to meet new people and build friendships. Now, what I am also saying is don't isolate yourself from friends. Sometimes you get so overwhelmed with the new school year and all of your classes and assignments that you tend to isolate yourself. And this is something that I did last year and I did not have a good school year. All I was doing was studying. I really had no friends. It was quite sad. And so this year I'm putting in the intention to really be open to new friendships and just be willing to talk to people and get to know people on a deeper level before the school year and especially the first week of school because quite honestly, during that prime time of like the first week of school, literally everybody wants to make friends because everyone is in the same position as you. A lot of these people, especially if you're going to new, you know, college or high school, even middle school, like a lot of the people, you know, maybe they don't have a ton of friends. Maybe the school year they drifted from their old friends or you're in a completely new school and literally nobody has friends. This is the prime time because everyone is willing and open to make friends. So, you know, first week of school is really the prime time to meet people. All right. So the last seven tips are going to be during the school year. And these are tips that really help me to maintain a 4.0 and make sure that I'm also balancing my mental and physical well-being because sometimes you can definitely forget about that during the school year. So number four is ask questions. 
it is literally 100% okay to be the only student asking questions to the professor. I noticed that a lot of people, and this is middle school, high school, college, they're ashamed for asking questions. It's even in the corporate world. I worked as an intern. I see people afraid to ask questions to their boss or their manager or their supervisor. I am the opposite. I ask so many questions. I'm so brutally honest with like, if I don't understand something, you're going to know. And I, I have the guts and the confidence to raise my hand in the middle of class and ask a question, even if it might sound dumb. And people might snigger behind your back or call you dumb, but you need to understand that the more questions you ask, the smarter you get. If you act like the dumbest person in the room, people will try and over-explain themselves to you. When they over-explain themselves, you're gaining a deeper understanding of what they already know about the subject. So the more people you can ask questions, the more people you can be, act a little confused, the more knowledge you get and the more opinions you get from multiple people, giving that subject a lot of like almost like neural connection in your brain. I swear this, this is not like, it sounds crazy, but it's true. The more you hear something, especially with different opinions, the more neural connections your brain makes. So you're going to remember that like topic or subject a lot better. Always, always ask questions. And one of my favorite things to do is for every single class, I have a running list of questions. So if I'm doing homework or I'm doing a project or even during the lecture, I write down a question for that specific class. That way, you know, if I ever bump into the professor for office hours, I have that document ready to go with all the questions I have to ask him or her. Okay. Number five is planner and syllabus. So we talked in the very first tip on staying organized and having a plan and organization for all of your classes. But I want you to really purchase a paper planner or a digital planner. You don't need to purchase a digital planner, but have some sort of planner system because I want you to not just go high level like, oh, when am I going to class and when am I going to work? Go down to the nitty gritty. Go down to every single homework assignment, every single workout you want to do, every single you know club meeting that you have to go to. Plan everything. Trust me, having this all in one spot really does help. And for me, I use a combination of my paper planner and um, a digital calendar on my phone, but you can do whatever works for you. Make sure that the system, you know, first works for you before trying to really plan and organize. Now, a lot of college professors or university professors always hand you a syllabus before the start of class or like on the first day of school. A syllabus, if you don't know, it's like a big calendar of an entire class's homework assignments, the topics it's going to cover, when are the exams, when are the projects, what is the grading rubric for everything. So take that syllabus and sync it right into your calendar right away and make sure that you write down all the homework assignments and when they're due. And a little tip for you is if a homework assignment is due, for example, on Wednesday, I write down in my planner that it's due on Tuesday because having that one day buffer time where I am making myself try to submit it the day before, that one day buffer time saved me a lot of just like grade points in general because maybe I tried to finish up the homework assignment. I just didn't understand it. Then I have that 24 hours to go to a professor or go to a tutor or someone and be able to figure it out. So always give yourself some buffer time when it comes to projects and homework. And with the exams, it's kind of impossible, but you know, write it projects and homework done like for them to be due a day earlier. 
that will just help you to save a little bit of sanity and, you know, not procrastinate on those assignments as much. And if your professor doesn't give out a syllabus, um, just, you know, write down as much homework and as many exams and like try to understand when everything is you know, do and when everything is going to, you know, need to be done because when you have that already in your planner, you're able to, you know, better plan your time and prioritize what needs to be done first. Number six is do your homework right away. Now, procrastination can really kill a lot of just mental energy in general. So I would recommend for you to do your homework as soon as possible after you receive it. Sometimes I understand that you have a class and you get your homework and then you have to go to practice and then you have to go to work and then you come home and it's already 10 o'clock and you need to go to bed. I totally understand where you're coming from. And on days like that, totally, like you can do your homework the next day. However, if you have time after class, if you know you're going to be going to the library or, you know, doing something, get that homework done right away. If you're ever sitting around during the school year and not doing anything productive, like scrolling on your phone or saying like, I don't have anything to do especially on the first week or two of school, get your homework done ahead of time. Work ahead of time. You know, maybe read ahead of time. Do your assignments ahead of time. Because trust me, this will save you mental sanity when things get really, you know, crunched up near the end of the school year when you have all of the, um, you know, exams and papers due and projects due. Because you started a little bit ahead of time, you did your homework ahead of time, maybe your projects and papers, you're able to not feel so stressed during those times. Number seven is study ahead and schedule in your study sessions. Now, for an exam, this is so important, and I swear this has been one of the biggest tools for me to get an A on almost every single exam I've taken. I study a lot ahead of time. Generally, anywhere from three days to three weeks ahead of time before an exam is due. And it really depends on the class when it determines like if I study for three weeks or three days. You know, is it an open book test? Is it a difficult class? Is it a class that I struggle with? Or is it easy? That really all takes into consideration how long I will study for that exam. On the same lines, I also find it extremely, extremely important to understand like how big the exam is. So for example, final exam probably will be a three-week study session rather than a small little pop quiz. That'll probably be only, you know, two to three days of studying. For me, I, you know, don't even study the morning of an exam or the night before. I find that I don't really absorb information. It has been scientifically proven that pulling all-nighters or studying a lot the night before or cramming the morning of, you actually don't really remember everything and you don't improve your grades by that much. So that's why I study way ahead of time. I study, you know, an hour to a day, every single day up until the exam, whether that is a week before the exam, a couple days before the exam, three weeks before the exam, it really depends. And I make sure to set a plan for when I study. So I'm not like aimlessly like looking around my book. I know, okay, on Monday, I'll study chapters one through three. And on Tuesday, I'll study chapter four through five. Like I break everything down. So a big mountain of an exam doesn't seem as scary. Along the lines of studying, number eight is use the Pomodoro technique. Now, the Pomodoro technique is super, you know, popular along, you know, Instagram and TikTok, but I find that it is really helpful. Um, The Pomodoro technique is when you study 25 minutes on focused studying and then five minutes as a break, and then you repeat that multiple times. I modified the Pomodoro technique because I found that I couldn't really get very much done in 25 minutes. So I made it 50 minutes on and 10 minutes off. 
So I study really focused for 15 minutes, no touching the phone, no, you know, Googling random thoughts that pop in my head. I really focus. And then 10 minutes, that's when I Google the random thoughts. That's when I walk around, go to the bathroom, take a, you know, go grab um, coffee, take a little walk around the library. Like I do something. Um, and I try my best to stay off my phone during my 10 minute breaks because I find that if I get on my phone, the break won't be 10 minutes. It's going to be one entire hour. So I try to stay off my phone during those breaks. Number nine is make sure you have a social life. Now, this kind of relates to meeting people, but this time you need to actually maintain the relationships, maintain the friendships. And I'm not saying go crazy and go partying and doing what everyone else is doing. No, you can do totally what you want to do. What's important is that you are meeting people and getting out of your study bubble. Have study dates. Go grab coffee with a friend. Go to lunch together. There are so many ways that you can spend time with people. That doesn't always necessarily mean staying up super late or going to parties or getting drunk. It doesn't always have to involve that. Now, if you want to go to parties and, you know, experience that side of college, you know, go ahead. But for me personally, I'm not a fan. And so I always find other fun activities to do with my friends that don't involve drinking or staying up super late. And finally, number 10, wellness. Now throughout the school year, I find that you either are able to stick with, you know, taking care of your physical and mental health super well, or it goes downhill. I always will prioritize my mental and physical well-being. And so that means I wake up super early around 4.30 or 5 in the morning. So I have that time to do Pilates and go for a run or for a walk. I make sure that I'm going to bed on time. I don't pull all-nighters. I make sure that I'm packing healthy food towards college and, you know, still, you know, embracing, you know, enjoying the fun things with my friends, but also making sure that I'm eating nourishing food 80% of the time. I find that if you're taking care of your physical and mental well-being and you're journaling and meditating as well, the school year just goes by so much better for you because you're not burning out as quickly. You're not getting too overly stressed about everything. You're able to maintain you know, good grades and your good positive attitude towards life because you're filling your cup first. Now, I understand that you know school year can get so busy, especially if you want to balance your social life and have a job as well. But trust me, you will make time for something if it is a priority for you. Alrighty, so I hope you liked this episode. I can quick recap all of the tips for before the school year and also during the school year. So the three tips before the school year are plan and organize, buy some cute stationery or school supplies and meet people. And then during the school year, ask lots of questions Continue planning and making sure that you have all of the due dates for all exams, projects, tests, and more in your planner. Do your homework right away. Study ahead of time. Use the Pomodoro technique when you're studying. Don't forget about your social life. And finally, make sure that you're balancing your physical and mental well-being throughout the school year. Now, I really hope that you absolutely love this episode. You're feeling really pumped to... I don't know, go off to school, go off to college, go off to high school, go off to middle school, wherever you're going, you're feeling excited to, you know, embark on the school year and really get that 4.0 while you're also balancing a social life in your physical and mental well-being because ultimately this entire podcast is all about balance. I hope you absolutely loved this episode. Be sure to, again, follow this podcast, give it a rating, give it a review, share it to your story, and also always feel free to DM me, maybe DM me 
on my Instagram, so at lovelywithlana or at lovelywithlanapod on the one thing that you're most excited about for the school year. For me, that is meeting a lot of new people because I will be technically a full-time freshman at a college. And so there's going to be a lot of people my age for the first time. So I'm really excited. If you don't know, I was kind of like an early graduate. Like I went to college while I was also in high school. So I was always the youngest. So it's going to be nice to have people my age in my classes. That's probably what I'm most excited about. But, you know, be sure to DM me on what you're most excited about. And uh, I think I will see you next week, my love. Bye-bye.